<laughs> Can I give you one story? <laughs> if I talk about it, I'm going to get angry. My blood's going to boil. <laughs> talking about it today. And, uh, and it's not over. <laughs> I'm talking to the general manager tomorrow. Amen. <laughs> Do you know what? Can I just say this? <laughs> Can I say this? People that work for a company, they don't really work for the company. You know who they work for? They work for you. Because you're the consumer. And if you're not buying their product, then they don't have anybody to serve and they go out of business. So, you know, they think they're working for the company. No, they're working for you. If they don't serve you, then they're, then they're not serving the company. Okay. Well. You work for me, buddy. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Man. Mercy. Glory to God. I'm, I'm, I've already lost this message already. But Amen. God forgive that person. But anyway, and that group of people. Amen. So, <laughs> so God doesn't use perfect people. Think about this. Think about this. God saw a man named Noah. And, uh, and, and, and God saw his heart. And, God, and, and Noah, what the Bible says, he was a righteous man in his day. He was a, a preacher of righteousness. And, and in that day, I'm telling you, it was evil all around, kind of like today. <laughs> you know, there's evil all around us. You know, the very atmosphere, not here, but when you get outside, the very atmosphere is opposed to God. It's a, just, hey, listen, just... To get a Bible, walk around somewhere, you know, go to Starbucks or go to somewhere and hold your Bible around. Start walking around. People will back off. You know what I'm saying to you today? And so, and so it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's evil out here. But even though it's evil, listen, listen, you don't have to allow the evil to get on the inside of you. I almost let that happen this week. But you don't have to let the evil. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Get inside of you, praise God. And Noah was a man that God, you know, called to build the ark, to build a ship that he never done. He never built a ship before. But, but God said, I gave him the schematics, gave him the plans, showed him how to do it. And he was able to save his family and the animals. But what's interesting about Noah, he ended up in a tent, you know, drunk and naked. Think about that. Why does God have to include these things in, in the Bible? You know, why can't he just why can't he just be the perfect guy? Noah was the perfect guy. You know, he didn't have any problems. He had some problems with 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 wine, I guess. Amen. He was drunk and naked in his tent. And of course, his and then his son had a problem. He, he mocked his father, which was a bad thing for him to do. Amen. We don't want to mock people. We don't want to scorn people. We don't want to do those things. But see, God, even though God, we have some problems on the outside, God is not looking on the outside. He's looking on the inside of our heart. Do you have a desire to serve God? Amen. All it takes is a little desire. All it takes is just a little bit. You just got to have a desire. And then you have to fan that desire with, with, with a revelation of what God wants you to do. Amen? And so, uh, you know, we, we have uh, Abraham. And, you know, he's called the father of our faith. But you know what? He had a fear that uh, the Egyptians were going to kill him over his beautiful wife. 
He had a fear of death, even though God said at the very beginning, I'm going to protect you. See, see, everybody thinks that Abram, you know, was this great man of faith in the very beginning. He wasn't. It was the process of time he became the great man of faith. You see, we, we read these stories and we think Abraham was a great man of faith. He was able to hold out 25 years. He didn't hold out 25 years. What, pastor? No, it was in the 10th year when his wife said, I got a great idea. Won't you hook up with my maid? Think about that. He said, I got a great idea. And he, she said, well, you know, he looked at her and went, she, she has nice legs, you know. <laughs> well, you hear what I'm saying to you today? And you're like, oh, I'm not, you know. But, you know, I... <laughs> Mercy. I mean, he would have made a great Mormon. No, I won't go there. In the early days in the Mormon church, I don't want to go there. But they believe in polygamy, you know, marrying more than one. Okay. That's kind of out of their bylaws right now. But anyway, I won't go there. But anyway, so... So, but, but, he, but it looked like he fouled up the plan of God. I want to say this. Even though we might make some mistakes on our way to the perfect will of God, even though we may make some mistakes, God still can fix it. And even though it was in the 10th year, that in the ten, and the number 10 stands for test. Amen. When you ever get, look at the number 10, you know, it's always... You know, dealing with tests in the Bible. And so, and so, and so it, it appeared that they, they missed the mark. And they really did miss the mark. But God, the plans and purpose of God, the Bible says, are without repentance. Which means that if God puts a, a, a purpose and a plan on your life, he's not going to take it away from you. And so Abraham, his purpose and plan was to have the seed, really, of the, the, the seed, really, uh, to, to go forth. And through that line, through that lineage, Jesus would be born. Amen. And so Isaac was the promised seed of Abraham. Amen. And Isaac means laughter. And I'm going to say this to you today. God's bringing you into a place where you're going to start laughing again. Where you're going to start rejoicing again. Where you're going to start saying, Woo, man, it's so good to be serving God. It's so good to be in the will of God. It's so good to be in the plans of God. I'm telling you, you're going to be laughing again. Maybe the enemy's laughing at you right now like he did this week with me. But I'm telling you, I'm going to get the last laugh. Don't touch God's anointed. Or do his prophets no harm. And don't mess with his pastors either. But anyway. Can't get over a godly person. Amen. Don't take advantage of man of cloth. I'm still working it out. I'm working it out, Lord. I'm working it out. Amen. Say God's working it out. The Bible says that God will work out all things. For good to those who love him. And I've, I've learned some things. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm an expert in a certain field right now. I mean, I did my studying. And so anyway, <laughs> I'd love to tell you the story. But anyway, he, anyway, King David, you know, you think about King David. He was anointed as a, you know, possibly a 17-year-old boy. He was anointed as king. 
And, and think about this. And he had the anointing of him of a champion. He had an anointing of him as a giant slayer. I mean, he took out lions. He took out bears. This man was powerful. Praise God. And God saw David and saw his heart. And, and it was more than just his abilities. It was his heart attitude. And so he was anointed. But even though David was anointed and was considered the, one of the greatest kings of Israel, a man after God's own heart, he still committed adultery. He still killed his, 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 his captain, you know, in, the, in his military. And he committed adultery and murder. But God still loved him. And God still forgave him. And God... Uh, you know, calling was still intact in his life. So listen, don't use the excuse that you messed up last week or you lost it, that God can't use you. No, he can always use you if you keep a humble heart. Amen. And so we, we, we think about there, there's two streams uh, of thinking when we're thinking about the will of God. And, you know, I'm going to try to illustrate this. And in a center, you can say it's the place called there. Amen. And think about an arrow going this way, an arrow going that way. And so a place called there, that's where we want to be in the place called there. How many people want to be in the place called there? Amen. Some of you are saying Hollywood uh, or I'm sorry, Hawaii is the place called there. But no, no. Exceed Life Church Sunday morning is the place called there. Amen. And, and so that's where you want to be at. But there but over here, there is what you'd call, you know, I, I call it no worries. And I'm not saying that in a positive way that you're content in the state that you're in. But I'm saying that there are some people that aren't really concerned about the will of God in their life. They're not concerned about following Jesus. They're not concerned about, you know, doing, they, 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 they're, 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 you know, they're just concerned about their own agenda. In other words, the, the, the will of God for their life is not a priority to them. Putting God first is not a priority to them. Do you know people like that? They're, they're, they're not in church. A lot of these people are out of church. They're what I call orphan Christians. They're, they're, not, they're not being a part of the body. They, they're, 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 they, they think that they can do the Christian thing without the body of Christ. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? They, they, they're called CEO Christians. Christmas and Easter only Christians. You know anybody like that? Not this crowd, but CEO Christians. And we don't want to be on that side where it doesn't, you know, K, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be, you know, you know. And, and, and we don't want to be like that. Well, God's, you know, and it's that, again, that sovereignty thinking that, well, God's in control. If God wants me to do something, he will really move on my heart and I will do it. Uh, I don't know about all that. You, you, you don't, you don't. God will move on some of your hearts, but you can be stubborn and stiff-necked and hard-headed. Some of you were like that before you got to Exceed Life Church. I ain't going to that church in a movie theater. But then the problems started mounting up, and the issues and the devils started jumping on you. Bam, bam, I got to get to church, you know. You know, and you start, crisis a lot of times brings people to Christ. Unfortunately, it, 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 that's the way it works a lot of times. When we realize, it's, how's it working for you? And it's not working, maybe you need to get God in your equation. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? Yeah. And so we have that extreme where it really doesn't matter. And these people that's not really living for Christ, they're, they're, building, they're building their lives on sand. Yes, 
They, they're, they're, they're not building on the rock. And they have all these problems and issues that they're going through that can be averted if they're walking with God. I tell you, the best place for you to be is in the center of God's will. That's the safest place. That's a prosperous place. That's the place called there. We need to move into that place. Amen. Glory to God. And on the other side of it, you know, where the arrow's pointing this way, you know, we, we, have, we have, you know, no worries. Then we have intense worries. What does that mean, Pastor? Well, they, these are the people that are doing something for God, but they still believe that, that, that it's not where they really need to be at. And they're really worried that they have either missed God in the past, they're not where they used to be, or, uh, or they're striving to be into the promised land. They're striving to get into the promised land. I want to say this, you're already in the promised land. He said, well, I sure don't feel like I'm in the promised land, Pastor. I feel like I'm eating dirt. I'm barely making it. No, listen, you've got to get to a place where you are content in the state that you're in, and you don't need to be striving or looking back to the good old days. Now is the good old days. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Faith is always in the now. It's not in the past or in the present. You know, it's faith is now. Now faith is. We operate in the now. This should be your best day. Not last week or last year. I remember the good old days when I used to really run with God. No, you need to start running with God now. Maybe you have matured a little bit and you're not and God's not emotionally jacking you up like he used to. Hello. Man, I used to anyway, some people get like that when they come to church. They come to church and they're excited the first couple of weeks of attending Sea Life Church. And the first month they're really excited, but but they kind of settle in and then they and then their problems kind of stay in because they're not really in the church. They're coming, they're more spectators, and then the problems start mounting up because the enemy's putting pressure on them to get out of the church. And sometimes when people come in, they, they sometimes more problems start attacking them. Why? Because the devil's trying to get you out of, uh, of the church. He's trying to get you out of an environment that's going to help you prosper. Amen. And he wants, you to get, he wants to plant you back into the losing world system. And, there, and there's nothing in this world that's good for you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? The world has nothing. I like what Paul said. He said, I'm crucified to the world. And the world's crucified to me. And we need to get that, that, that tenacity. We, some of us might need to get some grit. I got that this morning. We need it. What does that mean? I'm not talking about grits for breakfast. I'm talking about some tenacity. We got anybody like that? Man, when, I was, when that company was trying to mess with me this week, I, I started thinking I'm fighting for all the little people that got messed over by this company. Man, I turned it into something big. Glory to God. I'm talking to a general manager. But anyway. <laughs> I already got it. I already, I already I talked to my wife. She said, this is how you're going to win your case. And I said, all right. We, we kind of went back and forth. I got all. I'm going to get pictures, everything. But anyway. That's a loving pastor over there. I, listen, I'm, about, I'm a pastor of truth. You know what? I want truth. I want, I want justice. I want truth. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about here? 
But you know what? Vengeance is the Lord's. Amen. Okay, so so we're we're going back with these two extreme teachings that that people are on one side. They don't really care. They're not really following God. And, and they, they, they just say, well, if God wants it to be, it will happen. But that's not how God operates. And then on the other side, then we're, we're, so, we're, we're so worried that we're not in the will of God, that we're so stressed out, that we're not happy in the place that we're at. And so we've got to get into a, into a place where uh, we know we're moving into it, but we have to be relaxed in that area. Amen? Okay. And so, and so that, that's, that's a couple keys that we have to do because... Um, because the enemy will try to make us think what we're doing is not making a difference. And we have, and I, the enemy has plagued that with my life lots of times. And, and the enemy, I'm sure, the dream teamers. You know, some of you are like, well, you know, I'm here, but I'm, we're not really seeing an influx of people, and I'm not really greeting too many people, the greeters or whatever. And it can make you think that really what you're doing is in vain. I want to say this, whatever you do for God is never in vain. Listen, listen, we're, we're not just here for ourselves. We're here for that one lost soul that comes in. If just one lost soul is saved on a Sunday morning, it, all this is worth it. All this is worth for one person coming into this church, sensing the presence of God. And don't let the enemy make you think that it's not worth it. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Amen. And so we, we, need to, we need to understand that, you know, God's will really is, is uh, it's more than just us doing and going. Man, it's getting, man, man. It's more, more than just us doing and going. God's will for our life is, ready for this? You guys ready? It's, it's in being and not just doing and going. God's will is in being. What do I mean by that? Well, a lot of times we think that if we're doing something or going somewhere, we're accomplishing the will of God. But it's more than just us doing something on the outside. It's being what God's called us to be. Okay. In other words, uh, in John chapter 3, you know, uh, the, the Pharisee came to Jesus and came to him by night. And Nicodemus, I believe. And he came to Jesus and he, and, he was, and he saw Jesus' power and he wanted to know, you know, about God, about heaven. And Jesus said, ye must be born again. Jesus recognized this. And Jesus didn't tell him, you got to go to the synagogue to get more life. you got to go do this. No, he said, ye must be born again. So we, in other words, we not, need not, see, listen, I'm not just a pastor. That's, I, that's my title. That's my job. But that's not who I am. I'm a child of God. And I'm not going to put, you know, uh, you know, put my faith in my title or my job description. No, my faith is in my sonship with the Lord. And when we start putting our faith in our works or what we do and how good we're doing it, then we're not going to have a lot of faith. In other words, our faith is in us being children of God. Amen. Jesus said it this way. Don't be so excited that, that the demons are subject to you in his name, but be excited that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. That your name is, in other words, that you're a child of God. 
And what the enemy will try, we got to get excited that we're children of the Most High God. That we must be born again. The Bible says be a witness, not just go witnessing. So we need to be. To be or not to be, that is the question. But anyway, we got to be a witness, not just go witnessing. What does that mean, Pastor? Be a witness. Well, the Bible talks about in Acts 1 that, that you will receive power to be a witness under Jesus. In other words, God will empower you to be nice to people. Amen. I think. God will empower you. I'm telling you, some of that old man wants to rise up every once in a while. Does, does the old man ever want to rise up in you guys every once in a while? And you're saying, yeah, right now, because you're going over, Pastor. It's like 11.05. you got to close this thing down. Yeah. And the old man wants to rise up in us. But we got to tell that old man to get down in Jesus' name. Get back in Jesus' name. You're not going to control my life. The old man. Not talking about your father. The old man. Is that, is that hidden old nature, that carnal nature, amen, that, 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 that wants to try to control you, amen? So, so listen, man, how do we move into this? Man, I'm going to have to, I'm gonna, let me just get this one scripture. How do we move into that perfect will of God? Romans 12, 1 and 2 says it this way. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, this is, there's keys in here. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Notice it says that, that, that you will be transformed form by the renewing of your mind, not the removal of your mind. Amen. Some Christians think, man, I, I don't have to think anymore. I just can just use faith to get me out of all. No, you got you got you got a mind, you gotta do, you gotta think. Amen. It's not the removal of your mind, it's a renewal of your mind. It's not like, well, you know, I'm just I'm going all spiritual here and it's all spiritual. No, there's natural and spiritual, and they all work together. It's when the natural and the supernatural come together and it makes an explosive force for God. So there's the natural. we got to live the natural life. We're living down here. we got to do natural things. we got to do what we know is right. And when we're doing the things that we know is right, God's going to do the things that the supernatural things in our life and take care of us. But if we're letting down the things that are right, if we're not doing those things, then how can God take care of us? If we're, you know, if we're, we're believing God to, to help us financially, but we're not tithing. Pastor, you always have to hit on that. But listen, <laughs> he just wants our money. No, God wants to bless you. It's God's financial plan. Give him a seed and he, and he, he plant that seed and it will grow. But where you're praying and believing for a financial breakthrough, but you never give anything to God, forget about it. That's the New Yorker say, forget about it, forget about it. All right, man. I'm going to shut this thing down. But listen, listen, here, here it is. Number one, we have to prove the will of God in our life. Going through these scriptures. We have to prove out the will of God. Okay, what does that mean, Pastor? That means that, that we've got to walk it out every day. 
as we start walking out our walk and being the light, being salt, being a witness, being born again, a being nice. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Being the church, not just going to church, but being the church. Amen? When we become more interested in being than just not doing, we're going to see fruitfulness in our lives. But more, some of us are just doing and we're not seeing the fruitfulness because we're doing it with a wrong heart motive. We're, do, we're, not, we're not being, we're doing, trying to get a result, and we're not getting the results because we're just doing it instead of just being. You want me to say that again? Okay. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? But we need to learn to start being what God wants to be. we got to prove out the, the will of God. Uh, God's will is good. Amen. It's the good, perfect. God's will is good. The Bible says in James 1, 17, is every good gift comes from God above. So God has a good will for you. Yes. God's will is good. I know the plans that I have for you. Amen. God's will is acceptable. What God is calling you to do, it is, it's, not, it's not like you say, well, that's unacceptable. It's acceptable. God's will is acceptable in, in, in your sight. What, in other words, you, know, you may say, I can't do that. Listen, Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. When, when he's talking about a yoke, he's talking about two oxen being yoked together. When we yoke up with Jesus, I'm telling you, it's easy to walk this Christian life. It's just when we unhook from Jesus and we start trying to make it happen ourselves and we leave Jesus behind. And he's back there. But we need to get back because you can't do nothing without Jesus. Nothing of any significance. Nothing of any real, real power. You can't do anything without. Don't leave Jesus behind. Don't ditch Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, we, so, so God's will is acceptable. It is good. And it's perfect. God's will is perfect, glory to God. And it's perfect for you. In other words, what he's calling you to do, you may not be in the full will of God right now. You may be on a process and a journey right now, but you are moving towards that and start taking steps of faith to move forward in what God, you know God's calling you to do. And as you start doing that, he will move you into that perfect place called there. He'll move you into that place where you're like saying, you know, when I talk to you, you say, how's it going? You say, I'm living the dream. I'm living the dream. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah, man, that's the way it should be. You should be living the dream. And when you, when you get to that place and you start submitting yourself, you start renewing your mind, you, 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 your body should present as a living holy sacrifice, you renew your minds and you start learning who you are in Christ, what you have in Christ, and what you can do in Christ, I'm telling you, you will be in that perfect will of God. Did you receive it tonight? today? Praise God. I believe you have. And I'm telling you, the first key to being in God's perfect will is to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I'm telling you, you got to be born again. It's not just doing good works. There's a lots of people that are going to do good works and split hell wide open. You're like, what, Pastor? Are you serious? Yeah. Because it's not about doing good works. It's about being born again, believing in, in Jesus who did the good work for you so you can have right standing with God. 
Our, our good works is a filthy rags, the Bible says. You can't obtain your goodness just by being good. You only obtain your goodness by the blood of Jesus and putting our faith in Jesus. And we may be trying to work for our, for our heavenly blessing, but you can't work for your heavenly blessing. You've got to believe for your heavenly blessing. You've got to put your faith and trust in Jesus. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at Regal Stadium 12 Movie Theater located at 104 Constitution Drive, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10 o'clock a.m. Nursery and Children's Church provided. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit us at www.exceedlifechurch.org.